Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience tuning in here at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in to our friends online around the world, we're glad you all could be with us as well. I always love having conversations with authors who give us great books, and our next guest definitely does not disappoint. We're excited to welcome author Leanne Kale Sparks to our program to talk about her amazing literary journey, what it's been like for her to write books that definitely draw readers in. But her newest book is called Every Missing Girl. It's a great thriller, but also shines a light on something that is very real in the world today. We'll talk to her a bit about the inspiration as well. And of course, let you guys know how to stay connected with her. Leanne, glad to speak with you. Thanks again for the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm always happy to come on and talk to you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh well, thank you. Hey, that's that's a real compliment. And Leanne, we're celebrating 20 years this year, so I'm I, I'm very thrilled to hear <laughs> to hear that uh, for sure. <laughs> Leanne, I have to say, I I love talking to you too. But and your books are, I mean, definitely draw you in. But I think what is so amazing, and I guess it's a testament to your gift, is that they always seem so real. And every missing girl is definitely like that. So, what has it been like for you to already see the way that people? are really being engrossed in this book. It's been amazing. Um, I think when I introduced Kendall to the world uh, last year with The Wrong Woman, I was a little nervous about how it, how she was going to be received because she can be a bit brash and, and sarcastic. Um, I think that that you know, really says a lot about her. Um, it, gave, she, it was a good introduction to her, but writing her this time was um, was a really amazing journey because – it's not so much the introduction of every character, which, you know, you have in a first book, but the second book, you can kind of delve a little bit deeper. And um, Kendall's just a lot of fun to write. Um, she's, you know, like I said, she can be brash. She can be sarcastic. She can, but she also has a heart of gold, which is a little bit hard to, to get to sometimes. But, um, and she really cares about what she's doing. So it, it's, been, it's been a really a great journey to, to be on with her. And I love the fact how you're able to give us a bit of her backstory and what drives her, even in this book. There's that great scene that you wrote, uh, Leanne, in Chapter 16 of the book where Adam um, allows us to be able to see some things about Kendall, about the way she deals with things, the guilt that she carries because of past incidents and, and how that impacts her. What I thought was so interesting, too, about Kendall in this book, Leanne, and then we'll widen it out and talk about the inspiration, is that – I do feel like we um, we get a, a more human side in this sense, and, that, and I'll explain what I mean by that. And that is, I have friends of mine in law enforcement, friends of mine who do jobs that really take a lot out of them. And one of them had told me one time that sometimes they have to recheck in with their humanity, meaning that they don't want it just become common nature what they do, and just think you know, and not miss the human side of it. What was it like for you to kind of have that being front and center with Kendall in this book of her, even though she's dealing with something that is not quote unquote new, not losing the empathy in the way that she does it? I think it's really um, 
it was an interesting journey for her just simply because in the wrong woman, it was very personal to her. Mm-hmm. And this is very personal um, with it being Adam's niece that is missing, but it's also very professional. She She's the one that Adam is looking to, to help because this is what she does every day. But it's still really hard for her because she knows this little girl. She's come to think of Adam's family as her own. And so I think she really has a, a, a struggle to not only keep Adam's head in the game, but to keep her own head in the game, but also to realize that, that this is somebody that she knows and that, you know, so she's dealing with a, with a whole bunch of stuff that she didn't have to deal with so much in book one, but in book two, um, you know, it, I think it's, it's, a, it's more of a struggle for her in a different kind of way because when she's professional, she can just zero in on the problem and everything else right. can go away. But the fact that this is also a little bit personal for her, it's, it's a struggle within her. And then she's also trying to be there for Adam in the way that can help him the best. Yeah. I'm going to widen out a bit then, Leanne, and go back to the the how, because I think the spark of stories is always interesting. How did the idea for Every Missing Girl come about? Um, It was, I think it really just kind of came about by, um, I wanted to see what would happen if we flipped it all on its head, and and it was Adam that, that I, I wanted to get to know Adam a little bit. Um, and I think by bringing in his family and stuff, we could, we could get to know him. And I didn't realize as I was writing it how much I was going to get to know more of Kendall um, and, and bring her into – I think that she has, like you said, she has a lot of depth to her that, you know, um, really comes out in this book. Um, geez, the, the way that storylines come, they just kind of come. I don't, I'm not really sure – how this one came about, except that sometimes when you just start sitting down to write, it's a lot of what would happen if, um, you know, you see a lot of things on the news, um, a lot of things, you know, happening day to day. And and writers tend to look at those things and go, okay, but what if this happened? And and what if that happened? And, and so, and then from there, there's like these little sparks that kind of go off and, and you, uh, it starts snowballing and pretty soon you have a story. But even as you're writing the story, <laughs> this story took me completely by surprise. Um, not, not just the ending, which is a huge surprise, but the just some of the um, storylines that came out of it and the characters that developed were kind of developed as I was writing and I was in this fury to get this thing done. And, and, as usually happens with me, I'm about three quarters of the way through the story and I'm like, Ugh, there's something wrong. And then I go back and I erase like a quarter to a half of it and start over and things just kind of click. And, uh, and, and so there was a lot of storylines and a lot of things in this, in this story that came out of seemingly nowhere <laughs> yeah. in, the, uh, in the push to get it done. I want to wipe the conversation out, uh, Leanne, because I don't want to get – one thing I don't like to do on this show is get into spoilers. We'll have a, another conversation with you and I later. But I want to talk <laughs> yeah. about the the, the, uh, the, the the bigger conversation here because the way the book is written, and again, for our audience that doesn't know, basically we're on a countdown here. It, and I think it, it kind of brings – home the fact that even though this is a novel, Leanne, that we're discussing, and you've wrote this in such a great way, unfortunately what you wrote 
is someone's reality. It, it is something that people have had to deal with. And it also shows the preciousness of time when it comes to situations like a missing child. What what was that like for you to put yourself into? It's always difficult because, um, you know, not only do I have kids, but three of them are girls. And I think so, not that there's not boys that are um, kidnapped, but typically it's younger girls that are, that are um, kidnapped or sex trafficked. And so it kind of hits home. I don't think I could write this if I were, if my kids were younger, but my kids have all kind of grown up and, and blown the coop. But it's, I, from the very beginning when um, I was lucky enough to be introduced to the Crimes Against Children unit and speak to some of the FBI agents that work in it, you know, day in and day out. And boy, that's a, that's a horrible, wonderful job to have. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely, I felt it was something that I wanted to really bring to the forefront. And, and it's been difficult just because, um, you know, publishing books like this can sometimes be hard because publishers don't want to turn readers away or turn readers off. Um, I think there's a really delicate balance between um, telling the story and not overtelling the story to where it becomes something that's too uncomfortable to read. Um, So, but with, with missing children, and I think it's just been within, you know, like maybe the last 20, 30 years where it's really become a time sensitive. They understand it's a time sensitive issue and, situation to once the child is is missing it doesn't matter anymore that there needs to be 24 hours um it doesn't matter anymore that most children that run uh, that are missing are runaways or that they'll come back within you know 24 to 48 hours or whatever it is every missing child case is given the highest priority now and i think that that's made a lot of difference um it but there again, it, there's just so much that goes along with what happens to kids when they are missing and so many different situations um, that that can happen in. So I, I really think that the, the bringing it into the, the forefront and bringing it out into, you know, to so people can have a discussion about it and it's okay to be a little bit uncomfortable about it. I don't go into specifics about any of the yeah. things that happen to children, just it, it just needs to be a conversation that's had. Right. And, and again, uh, I, I get in trouble with this type of thing, uh, Leanne, because I'm always about, in my, the way my mind works, is always about, you know, even though it's, it's entertainment for the reader, there's some great reminders and lessons I feel like in books like this, like Every Missing Girl. Well, let me first say, before I get in trouble on the radio side, for you guys who are just tuning in, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome back author Leanne Kale Sparks to our program. We're talking with her about her new book, Every Missing Girl. For those who are tuning in on the podcast side, you all can always catch the replay afterwards as well. But Leanne, what I was going to say was, in characters like Alina that we meet in the book, in conversations that Kendall's having with her, I thought about my, to myself that these, again, are real things that young people may not think about, how they may think their situation is so bad they end up in situations where um, they could be in some real danger and not even realize it because of things that may be going on. What was that like for you to kind of think about? Because I know you as the person writing this, I mean, there will be readers who will say, you know what, I have children. This is something for me to think about, okay, do they feel like this is the only answer, that someone can just tell them that they're 
X, Y, or Z, and they believe it and go off and I may never see them again. What was that like for you to kind of play with with characters like Alina uh, in this book? Um, well, I think it's that there's a you have to kind of understand kids, and, and luckily I, I had a bunch. And I always thought that I was very close to my girls. And then you know, as they've gotten older, they've told me things, and and it and so I, I realized that there was a lot that they didn't tell me. Um, I think there's it's kind of a balance between um, kids seek affirmation. So no matter where they're getting that affirmation from, they're going to want more of it. So I think that that's how they can get drawn in. But then in ha- trying to have a conversation with a with a a young adult or a child about the dangers, there's such a fine line between making sure they understand there's dangers without scaring them half to death to the point where they don't want to leave the house or don't want to do anything. So it's really hard, but I think that, that there's a lot of times that, you know, kids are kids and they say things to each other that they won't say to their parents, no matter how close they are to their parents, because their parents are old and they don't understand. And, and you know how it is, um, you know, one of your kids will come to you and say, you know, I'm having trouble with this person. And you immediately go into, well, you should sit down and have a discussion with them and find out what the matter is and, you know, and see if you can work through this and in a very adult manner. And they're just sitting there looking at you like, I'm not going to talk to them. I hate them. You know, they're saying this and that about me. And so you immediately lose that, even though it's the good advice and it's what they should do. And it, it just, to them, it's not going to resonate because it's just more proof that you don't understand the world that they're in. And maybe your yeah. parents don't because, I mean, I even with my girls when they were in school and growing up and, and social media was just starting to become a thing. It was just so far removed from where I was when I was in, you know, elementary school, junior high school, high school. I can't even, you know, imagine what they were going through. So it's I think it's also hard for parents to try and keep up without, you know, interfering with your kids' lives and in, in, in too much. And I think that that's just kind of how it goes. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you want to be able to have a kid discussions with your kids that, that this is the danger, you know, but it's you're just never going to be able to impress that upon them all the time. Exactly. Again, not going to get into spoilers here, Leanne, but I do want to ask you this vague question, and you can answer however you would like to. Um, we we talked about the way it it came to you. Did you know how this one was going to end? I did not. Um, I had thought I knew how it was going to end, and then as I was writing it, it just kind of hit me, and I was like, "Ooh, well, that's interesting." Um, <laughs> and and a lot of the feedback that I've gotten is is kind of you know I couldn't see it any other way. Um, but you know, it's still, it, it was, it, it's a big twist. And, and so it was, yeah. it was kind of, it's really, you know, as, as a writer, it's, it's a little kind of, we're a little bit scary sometimes, especially thriller writers or horror writers and, you know, suspense writers. Um, because when, when the big twist comes up and the twistier it is, the more we're sitting there going, Oh, this is good. This is yeah, really yeah. good. And you know that, that readers are going to be reading it and, and be going, oh, my gosh, where did you come up with this? You know, and, and, and 
and and really <laughs> think of you as kind of like this bizarre person that they really admire because they can't you came up with this big twist <laughs> but right. you know you're also a little bit scary right. <laughs> so we don't want to yeah. spend too much time with you but <laughs> so well it, i have to say i i did not expect the ending um i understood it i understood the ending um and and again it goes to how i began this conversation with you leanne is that you write so real and and unfortunately or fortunately um you know it the whole book i mean if you didn't know it was not a novel you would think this is someone's story and i guess the other thing is i'm saying that is it is someone's story unfortunately um you know yeah. and i love the fact that you're able to play with other themes too of betrayal and lies and i mean there's there's a lot of different layers in this again that are so relatable but the way you're able to tie it all together definitely does come um come together in a really beautiful way so i want to ask you this question on a lighter note <laughs> um <laughs> do you do you think kendall is here to stay for a while Oh, I hope so. I mean, I think every time I, I write her, I get to know her a little bit better. Um, I'm happy that she is re- as relatable to readers as she is to me. Um, I just, I have a lot of fun with her. I'd love to, to see what other messes I can get her into that she she can get out of. Um, so I, I really do hope so. I hope, I you know, we're, we're, we're talking about it and we're, we'll, we'll see how it goes but I'm I'm hopeful that there will be some more. I would love to keep writing her. She's wonderful. Gotcha. Awesome. Again everyone, Leanne Kale Sparks has been our guest. The new book is Every Missing Girl, a Kendall Beck thriller. You guys are going to love this one. It's definitely gonna have you grimacing a little bit. Uh, you definitely smile some. Um but you will Absolutely enjoyed. It's a great read, Leanne. I'm so glad we had a chance to talk about it. It's available through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore. If they don't have it, I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. All you have to do is ask. And Leanne, how can our audience stay connected with you? They can always find me on Facebook. I'm on TikTok and Instagram. And if you want to know how to get a hold of me in those places, just go to my website, www.leannekalesparks.com. You can find all of my social media there. You can find a sign-up for a newsletter. And as always, you can find my books there. And you can just click on a link, and it'll take you anywhere you want to go. Love it. Love it. Leanne, congratulations again. Thank you again for stopping back by and looking forward to our next chat together. Perfect. Thank you more than welcome and we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of conversations live until next time i'm your host Cyrus web thing as always enjoy your day enjoy your life enjoy your world thank you all for choosing conversations live then it's going to make today amazing take care <laughs>